Hello and welcome to Attackers of Opportunity. It's me, Michael, your DM. Let's play some D&D! Excellent. Hey, we are sitting around the table here and uh, I realized it's been a little while since we've met our players and had them talk about what their social medias are. So let's real quick go around the table, plus our special guest tonight. I'm Michael T. Coleman, playing Little Dickie of Atten. I'm a bard of oration, which means I get to talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. Yes, we know. Talk, okay. (laughs) And uh, my socials are on Facebook. You can go, come to Coleman, one word. Don't ask. And under Instagram, it's Freaketeer. Like Rocketeer, but Freak. So Freak, E-T-E-E-R. Hi, I'm Chris Rickabaugh, and I play Dorian Vale. Well... As far as you know, Vale. <laughs> my actual parent. Yeah, I don't want to talk about my parentage. He's a Skywalker. Everybody's a Skywalker. Uh, he's a Palpatine. <laughs> I'm a Palpatine. God damn it. So my uh, social media stuff, just Chris Rickabod, Facebook. Um, and it's at PBChris13 for everything else, for Twitter, for Instagram. Because there are apparently 13 PBChrises. No, I just figured nobody would pick 13. Ah, I didn't realize you liked peanut butter that much. That's what I thought. <laughs> no, okay, the PB comes from a karaoke club, and I was the only Chris for the longest time until another Chris showed up. And then they called up other Chris, and both of us came up, and they were like, no, no, not you, Chris. We're coming up with a different name for you. And it was... Good. Pretty boy Chris. There you go. Oh, I was thinking Point Break Chris. No, but... Oh, but, yeah... <laughs> As time went on, PB stood for many different things. Peanut butter, pirate booty, uh, point break, sure. The karaoke um, host would be like, all right, so, peanut butter Chris, come on up. Or, hey, point break Chris, come on up. Like, every time you called him up. It was different every time. Nice. <laughs> oh, well, hello there. My name is Hope Lavelle. You can find me on Twitter at Real Hope Lavelle. That's R-E-E-L because I'm a filmmaker. But you can also find me on Beyond Heroes. It's the D&D Beyond show that streams on Twitch on the D&D Beyond Twitch channel every Wednesday from 2 to 4 p.m. I play dirt. I'm a monk, uh, half-orc monk of the Astral Way. The Astral Way? Ass what? Oh, sorry. Uh, I play dirt. I'm a half-orc monk of the Astral Self. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe she just like protein, y'all. Like this cold? (laughs) Hi, I'm Michael Kolb. You can find me at the Michael Kolb. I play Valak. And my name is Michael Steinbach. You can find me at at Wheelie Funny on Instagram. And now, for the first time ever, we have a special guest on the uh, podcast tonight. Uh, a very good friend of mine for a long time, Yay. Mr. Heath Harper. Hi, Michael. How are you? Good. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great, brother. Glad to be here with these fine humans and pseudo-humans. Awesome. You're going to be uh, helping me out run some stuff here. Let us know where people can find you at Instagram online or uh, if you just shun all of that. <laughs> no, I don't. I've got uh, a great little page at Official Heath Harper on Instagram. Plug my name in and you'll see lots of fun things. All right. Well, we will get into the podcast now. Uh, thanks for bearing with us through that. Almost uh, pause for station identification kind of thing there. When last we left our heroes, they had gotten on the barge piloted by Captain Milgar headed into Season's Glade. After a couple of weeks spent in and around the goblin-infested territories, or at least the rumored goblin territories, and now they're headed to Season's Glade, which is the capital of Tavahia, an elven-run 
nation, and this of course being this of course being the capital of the nation, you can expect that we were going to see a whole lot of elves going on in here. The heroes uh, are able to get on. They have their twenty-five refugees that they have met from the logging camp. The Circle K team and Kelly, the little eight-year-old, uh, they found their bullywog friend Hugh and loaded them all onto the barge. Captain Milgar will get you away from the bank, start heading north into Season's Glade. Uh, There are a couple of days that you'll be riding on this barge before you get there. So if anyone has any scenes in particular they want to run, things that they want to say before you guys get to Season's Glade... Oh, 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 me, 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 me. Hey, Dorian. Hey, hey, Dorian. On the boat? You want to go for a swim? No, why don't you, Dirt? Stay away. Keep your distance. You hear? Sorry, I thought I heard you guys talking. Is it tea time? It's going to be here. Have it cut. Yes. Ooh, delicious. Go on, you two. Go on. Is it time to prepare for an ambush? No, I'm. I'm very prepared. I'm. I'm. I'm popping some corn kernels soon. Just make sure we're not in snake-infested waters again. And we are. Yes, I'd like to thank you for that. Ah, yeah, you're welcome. Go, go on, go on. You weren't oh, the sorry. one that was attacked by the snake. She might have gotten a bit of sarcasm on her there. <laughs> oh, Dorian, would you like to would you like to tie this rope around you for the duration of our trip? Why? How choice. about you just keep dirt away from me mm, for yeah. the duration hey, hey, of hey, this hey. trip? I can't help it if you can't keep your balance and or swim. Okay. She she did offer to train you, and you accepted. Oh, to train no, you to swim. yes, I didn't accept anything. You this one pushed your me off the side of the boat. That's what happened. You will remember it one way, I will remember it another. It's all fair. Mr. High and Mighty, you're getting it wrong. Let's, let's see what happens between them. Okay. You're, you're not right. helping. Oh, it's all right. We'll just be right over here. We, oh, we're more tea, please. Here. Oh, sorry. Here you are. And may I have a lump? Um, hold on. Unseen sir. Got my <laughs> okay, lump, please. I keep at least three steps in between dirt and myself at all times. Those lumps put her for more. Dirt just has a grin because she is one. <laughs> she is one or she has one? Both. <gasps> Both! Is this what it means to be enlightened? <laughs> Have I found it yet? I believe this is what it means to repel people. I, I imagine you all continue like that for a couple of days, just periodic <laughs> jokes. Some tea gets drunk, including some pine needle tea leaf, or pine needle tea, our friend at Dirt's favorite kind of tea, or at least it's growing on her. <laughs> You're able to pass a couple of days on the barge with very little effort. It actually feels good to not be walking everywhere all the time. You spend a little bit of time with Ken, Kel, Kev, Claire, Kelly, and all the rest. The Circle of K's. The Circle of mm. K's. You did it to yourself. I did absolutely did it to myself. There's also Kanave, the gnome. You all are able to ride north on the barge, and about three days after you're on the barge... You're uh, mid-morning, and you can see ahead of you, as you round a a short bend, a large forest ahead of you on one of the banks. As you draw closer, you realize there are actually lights on in the trees. As you get even closer still, you begin to make out structures hidden amongst these trees, or maybe it's structures shaped like trees to give a very natural appearance to the city. Basically, any elven city that you guys have ever read in a book or anything where it's all built out of trees, uh, the city is exactly that way. One of the interesting things that you all note as you get closer, this river actually seems to run 
through part of the city. There seems to be this solid ring of trees almost all the way around the city. As you get closer, you realize this is actually stone that has been worked and painted to resemble trees, and it is a rather impressive fortification of walls around the primary center of this town. As you get a little closer, you see the river will take you through one of the walls on the river, and then there's a series of docks inside before you could continue on the river out towards the ocean, out the one of the other openings in the walls. Milgar will, say, will come up and say, All right, so we should make uh, dock fall a little after lunch, so you've got another two hours or so before we land. It has been good to see you all, and I know that the hero's life is a rather thankless one at times. From everything that I can tell, it seems like these people are happy that you saved them, so... Thank you for for doing that and, and saving some people's lives. Well, I don't know if we set out to be heroes, but we're happy to have been of service. Glad to hear it. And if you don't mind, I'm going to take everything that you guys have told me and share it with uh, Gerard back in Pacent. I'm Absolutely. sure he'll be interested. Dockfall happens. You're able to get on. Looking at the town, you'll be able to get onto the dock. You'll be able to ask around, find out a few interesting things. I'm putting my cloak hood up, and Dickie, you should hold on to this. What is this, some crude goblin map? Yes, the map that we found. Oh. Part of the proof. Oh, trusting me with it, yeah? Yes. Why don't you trust yourself? No, I'm... I'm trusting you because you deserve trust. Well, to be fair, it does involve information and... Yes, that's what I was thinking. Yes, I can incorporate this into my journal. I, I thought to myself, who would be the best person to handle it? And I thought you. I have to admit, I never knew you to be altruistic. This is stunning and a welcome development. Hmm. Thank you, sir. No, thank you. I'm going to go write this down. You are able to get off on the dock as you kind of look at the town ahead of you. It's a fairly busy day in town. There are elves walking left and right, uh, a lot of green and brown colorations on them as far as their clothing. You notice that there is actually a large bridge that crosses this river, the Maasai River, and that there is a fortification on the side of the river that the goblins are on as well. Although, of course, the goblins are not immediately present, but just the side of the river that you guys had been getting off and on that you've been fighting goblins. That side of the river has a a fortification on it. It seems to be the primary military training grounds for the town. In the town, there are, of course, shops. There will be taverns, inns. The city hall for for Seasons Glade will be there. Uh, After you, everybody's kind of gotten off the barge, Ken will come up to you and go, Well, this is the first time I've ever been in a city this large and seen this many people. Uh, uh, any suggestions? <clears throat> a tavern. Right. Uh, well, you remember, we ran away from our home because the goblins were attacking. Yes. I have the coin that was on my belt pocket, or on my belt pouch. And that's about all the money that we have. Oh, 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 oh. We will go to a temple of Rao. And do what? Pray. And... No, the, the clerics and the priests, there, they will take these refugees in, and we will find a place for them to stay, get them uh, capable work, find a place for them to, you know, begin again. Oh my, really? Oh, well, that's what the clergymen do. They, they help people. I'm going with you. Have you never been to church? I'm not well, the temple of Rao. No, not Rao, no. No, no. 
Where, where, where? I mean, I am here actually to follow you, so obviously I'm going with you. Yes, uh, yes. Okay. I can't, this is fascinating. You've never <laughs> mentioned this part. I love it. You know what? Let's let's go there. Yes, uh, that sounds like a great idea. Thank you. I... Oh. oh, you're welcome. Right. Let's let's go now. All right. What? What is wrong is with him? Very suspicious of Dorian right now. They're never so like appreciative yeah, of some, my ideas. Something's up. I mean, I don't know. I, I just mean, want I to learn. <laughs> I'm I'm always appreciative of you. You're a fascinating subject. I I think there might might be clones or something. <laughs> I'm freaking out. Mimics. A what? Mimic. Don't know. Some kind of monk speak. I don't know. Uh. Well, insights lead on. Can I roll hits? Absolutely. You can you roll, roll insights against your party, other party members. Can I borrow a 20? Yes. I mean, I don't know what you're going to roll against me for. That's an 8. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to roll my deception. Sure. Wow. <laughs> That's a 23. I would also yeah. like to roll insight. Your monk senses are tingling. Yes, they are. That is my insight. Do I have good insight? 19. Both of you go, well, he's acting odd, but it's Dorian. Dorian is odd. (laughs) Maybe he's acting normally then. But wait, isn't acting normally an odd thing for him? (laughs) That means it is Dorian. (laughs) I'm so confounded. All right, you win this time. Well played, sir. Well played. Do you want to lead us to your temple so we can help these people? To Rao. Wonderful. All right. <laughs> so you can go to a what are the dark dock guard stations? Mm-hmm. They're there for some of the the sailors that will come in. Just they're sort of just peacekeeping forces, and you can go up to one of them and start asking. Yes, where's Temple Row? Temple Row. Temple Row. Well, right. there's a row of temples here. We 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 have a. Different temples in different parts of town, you see. That's oh, weird. Where they... That is very strange. Are you well, we, we have the different quadrants of the different seasons here. It's how our whole society is structured. Seasons. You're clearly not from here. No, I am very not. Okay. Uh, so... Wait, you know, I'm sorry. Are you telling me that the Temple of Rao is usually on Temple Row? Yes, usually there's like several temples in a row. And that's why it's called Temple Row. And people go there, they pay temple to shrines, the different... Okay, what, what season is Temple... Rao in. I'm afraid I don't know of a temple Rao in town. Dun dun dun. What kind of god is Rao? He's the god of logic and reason, of uh, intelligence. Uh, okay, well, that'll probably be one of the good gods then. <laughs> well, awful um, for sure. Well, I, I could point you to the temple of uh, Corleone or the temple of Lathander. Uh, oh, well, there's the uh, the sanctum of the lake. That's uh, Eldreth. She's the goddess of peace. Oh, that's good. We'll go there. Okay. Okay. If you want to do that, you're gonna to have to go into the spring quadrant of town. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it'll give you directions. Yes. yes and, and you figure out that seasons lady is split up into four main sections, and each section corresponds to a season. There's right. spring, summer, autumn, and winter. The main tower that is the seat of government sits in the the direct center of that, so that each side of the tower. It actually sits in each of the different quadrants, so that the tower is truly representative of the whole of the town. Oh, that's cute. But yes, you can go to the uh, the Temple of Eldrith, if you'd like. I can't believe they don't have your temple. There. Right? There's something wrong here. We I have know. to go to City Call after this. Like, that is... <laughs> I mean, I am here to see you ascend. Right? Me too. Well, it, it's fine to have 
you know, dealings with other churches, right? Yeah, well, right? like I'm a knight. We are emissaries. You know, right. we, we so go let's go and protect. Yes, let's go convert them. Yes. So you guys can head off into the sanctum of the lake, and that's uh, in the spring. It is in the spring Ooh. section. A spring and a lake. I mean, I, I couldn't. Well, I couldn't resist. We'll walk there with the spring in our step. Hey. It takes about an hour or so of walking, and especially because oh. you got this this whole group. And you look at some of the small children, especially Kelly, who you all have gotten to know a little bit. Kelly is just crazy excited about this. This is the most number of people she's ever seen, and so many of them are elves. There's the occasional dwarf or some other race there, but she is just excited about everything. I would say maybe Dirt even has to kind of run after her a couple of times mm-hmm. and bring her back into the group. Mm-hmm. I, I carry her on my shoulder so she can see everything and doesn't run off and get lost. Wow, I'm like ten foot tall up here! Actually, that would be correct, yes. Excellent. So you're able to come into the Sanctum of the Lake. So when you enter the, the, the Sanctum, it is slightly different than you may have expected. So instead of there being a great deal of accoutrement and lots of decoration. It's actually fairly plain and simple. All the pews are made of oak. They're hand-carved. They're beautiful, but they're very simple, very little ornamentation. The place is actually pretty dark, with the exception of a single shaft of light, which comes down straight down the center of the aisle and manages to illuminate the place fairly well. Even though you cannot see water anywhere in the temple, you hear a gentle stream all around you at all times. There are several priests bustling about, and you see alcoves up against each of the walls. So as you're walking, there's an alcove to your right, your left, and so on down until you see a very simple shrine at the end. Excuse me, priest. There's a woman there who is very well armored. She's wearing a combination piecemeal of plate and chain, and she's kneeling and seems to be speaking to herself. Oh, we must wait. She's in prayer. I can see that. Oh, good. Is there no one else around here? She looks like she might be important. We'll, we'll we'll wait, politely. Perhaps we should sit. Show reverence. Well, uh, I don't want to see it here. What? I haven't been invited. Is that, is that a thing? No, no. It, it's an open temple. You. Well, you may sit, please. Well, at the Temple of Rao, people can't just walk well, in. Well, no, please, go sit. Yes, no, please, but I am, I am an emissary. I am a knight. The sound of rushing water gets slightly louder at those words. Okay, everybody, file in. You can, you can rest here for a bit. I usher... <clears throat> The group in Excellent. the pews. Uh, adults kind of sit on some of the ends of the pews, trying to keep the, the kids corralled in the center. Right. The kids, you know, are, are excited for a few minutes, but as the as the woman continues to pray, they get a little more anxious and a little fidgety. Is there a collection plate or, like, a collection box? You see that there is a, a wooden box near one of the doors that has a series of slots at the top of it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take... How many people do we it in our group? There were 25 of the refugees. All right. Plus your 26 would be your bullywog friend. I'm going to take 26 gold pieces to make sure I have that. Dickie. What? Perhaps you can entertain the yes. children? Entertain the... Yeah. Just softly, but keep them occupied. All right, I do have some paper here. Let's fold. I'm going to fold for gliders. It, oh. it, 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 it keeps people occupied in church or temple. Wonderful. You'll see. Yes, and I drop uh, 26 gold in the collection box. Plank. As soon as that happens, her head sort of perks up and she's looking around and stands. Brushes herself off, 
tale, Pilgrims. It's not often someone comes in here unbidden and leaves money in the collection. It's a pleasure. Uh, greetings of reason upon you, uh, oh. servant of peace. She kind of hustles down the aisle. She's very excited to, to meet you. Gives a very hearty clasp of your wrist. What is your name, Pilgrim? I am Sir Valak. Sir Valak? Yes, anointed knight of Rao. I have uh, come with refugees. That her village was overrun by a hobgoblin goblin army. And now they have no shelter. And so I bring gold. And I hope that you can uh, assist finding them a place to stay and uh, work. Good work for them. She sort of casts her eyes over the children and looks sort of gobsmacked. She's doing math in her head. Um, yes, yes, yes. I, I, I think we, we can help. Brothers, brothers, and two figures in robes that have blue and yellow countercolors on them come hustling over, and she instructs them to take the kids away and see to their care, make sure all of them are healthy and everything else, and then see what can be done to make sure they're all comfortable. This is this is quite a visit. <laughs> what can we do to assist you, to pay you back for your kindness? Right before the children leave the, the main area, Kelly will turn back and look over at Dirt, and she will hold up her fists. Dirt will do the same. Yeah! And then she'll wave, and Kelly will disappear around the other children into one of the inner sanctums. Dirt's not crying, you're crying. So I assume that you, as a follower of Rao, came here in search of your shrine, yes? Indeed. Well, she turns over her left shoulder and points to all the alcoves, where you see marble busts of different figures from many different religions. Oh, this is interesting. I have never seen a communal uh, temple before. Well, I have to explain. My deity is that of the flowing stream, and as such, all deities are a part of the same stream. They comprise time, they comprise... It, it, it gets very confusing. But as such, we find it very helpful to cater to the needs of the populace. So if your god is a being of light and law and goodness, chances are... They have a home here. Uh, that makes sense. Like, uh, Rao is not just uh, a Rao. He has children and brothers and sisters, and they're all part of the same family, and some of them don't get along. Uh, so I can see, like, when I was growing up in the mountains, we had a lodge. And in the lodge, the entire clan would gather, and they would share meals. And this is like a village lodge of the gods. Oh, that's I, that's really nice. That's kind of sweet. If you'd like, feel free to peruse, or I can show you directly to the statue of Rao that we have kept. We've done our best to keep it clean and free of dust and whatnot. I would love to see that. Follow me. No, I don't trust him. I don't trust her. Hey, hey, hey. get down. No. Yes. I just want you guys to realize that she didn't pay us any mind until we dropped gold in front of her. Yes, that's okay? normal. No, no, I don't get it. Why do you need such a big temple and all of these super stupid rich things? She was praying. It's kind of like meditating. Yeah, I can pray too. I can meditate. I don't need a big old house to, to do it in. All I right. can do it in the okay. dirt. I can do it right. in the forest. Some people can do it in a rich place too. Dirt, when you're meditating, do you stop meditating for any little sound? No, not necessarily. Well, Unless I guess it's a drop of to... gold. At I don't that like word, it. she turns around. You haven't met a lot of priests, have you, darling? No. Should I have? If, if they're all like you, I'm not so sure I want to. She is new to the world. 
Well, what you see around you and what we're able to do for the children doesn't come from good intentions. Unfortunately, this is a materialistic universe we live in, and we must provide what we can. No! No, 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 no! Monkey monk. No! Um, How would you, let's say you had refugees come to your people, temple, training ground? Monastery. Monastery, sorry, that place. Let me write that down. How would you feed them? With the food that we grow, obviously, from our land. What if you food? Because you have so many people. Then we put them to work until there is food. Obviously, we don't need materialistic things. Uh, Dirt, do you remember when we killed the hellhound, the poor puppy? Yes. Do you remember when we divided up that reward? Yeah. And you traded in your reward for a healing potion? Yeah. Okay. Well, I kept my reward so that I could then use it to take care of these children. Look, I'm saying that you're a good guy... But her? I'm not so sure. I just want you all to be aware and don't fall under any of these priest spells. Too late. Oh, oh my god. Why don't you come with me while I go to see the statue of Rao and you can keep an eye on me? Yes, uh, you should protect that. Though you must be warned, everyone you see in this town is the uh, uh, loves money. I don't uh, think that's necessarily true. How 80%. am I ever going to find enlightenment here? It's more of a challenge, isn't it, little one? I can say this. Standing in my aisle and spouting feelings about money won't bring you enlightenment. Experience might, though. So why don't you join us? Fine. For now. But I've got my eye on you. Sir Malik? Yes. Right this way. And she goes towards the front, almost, we'll say, the second alcove nearest to the shrine. Did she give her name and I missed it? She did not. Oh, oh. As, as she leads us to walk, like Valus was us. Uh, please, please give me your name so that I can honor you. Oh, the um, same respect, Sister Dara. Oh, thank you, Sister Dara. So the pleasure's mine. So she takes you to the second to last alcove in front of the main shrine, and there is a very simple but very clear marble bust of your god. At least in many of the sketches that you've seen from various priests, it's it's very clearly your deity. And in common tongue, it says Rao, carved into it very very simply, very elegantly. I like this. Do, uh, does Rao get many visitors here in the uh, season's glade? <laughs> Fair few, but you're the first I've met. Disappointing. Do you know about Rao's sister, Daria? I know a bit. I know that your deity is very concerned with intelligence, and there's a... A a lighter bent to the deity than, say, gods like Tempest or or (laughs) gods for Fend, Sirik. So, my question for you is this, my friend. Why in particular are you here? If you just wish to leave coin, you've already done that. What else, considering the goodness you've given my temple this day, can I do for you? Uh, Well, you know, I just thought that I was taking care of these refugees. I wasn't coming to do anything for myself. I was hoping, though, that I would find a, a temple of Rao. This is, this is nice. I haven't been able to pray at the shrine for many weeks now. And I was hoping that while I was here, I'd be able to converse with other, you know, followers or, like, orate some information to people about Rao, you know, spread his good word because he believes in, in reason and logic, you know, can avoid 
most conflict and you should only take up arms when absolutely necessary. Mm -hmm. But when you do take up arms, you win. Sounds very familiar. So let me ask you this. That is what you want to do for others. What do you want done for you? Why are you here? Well, I have had struggles. There is something haunting me. It goes back to my my history. I did a bad thing and was mm. exiled from my village. And I found a, a temple of Rao where they were training knights, part of the, the knight militant of, of Rao. And so I was a page, and then I was a squire, and then I became knighted. And it was through the logic and reason that I was able to overcome my own internal demons. But on my travels, those demons have reared their head in my greatest hour of need. And given me the little push. Hey, buddy, this is nice, isn't it? Little, let the anger out, you know? Be, just kill it. Get dark. You know, oh, you're so mad right now. Oh, yeah, punch that Dorian right in his face. Excuse yeah. <clears throat> Lady Doki's on It's, uh, and I have to be like, no, don't do that. You know, that's not good. And so, like, I was just looking for a place to, to refine my center and to try to crush that little darkness inside of me. So you're telling me you have a monster within you? Yes, and I do not wish to become that monster. I can relate. You can? I you think a lot of people can. Do you all have monsters inside of you? No. Uh, obviously. I am a monster. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> now, hold on, that's not very good. You shouldn't think of that of yourself. Well, the gods, not to put too fine a point on it, are not us. If you wrong someone here on this plane, they can swear vengeance against you, or they can forgive you. And they can usually do it with a smile and a shaking of hands. Gods usually usually require something a bit more intense. So if you come here looking for a friendly ear, you got it, my brother. But if you're coming here looking for absolution, that's something else entirely. And you would have to talk, she points at the statue, to that one. If you're here to swear an oath or change your life in a meaningful way. I, uh, I've already sworn... One oath to Rao, and that swearing is where I got, where I became anointed. So, if you think swearing another oath to my god would help him, help me to overcome the darkness inside of me, then I would do it without hesitation. Certainly couldn't hurt, my friend. Dear Rao, are you there? It's me, Valak. Oh, I'm saying. I do solemnly swear to redeem myself and seek the redemption of others foremost before I bring forth reasonable use of force upon them. All right, so as those words leave your lips, you you take a breath. And as that breath exhales from you, the image of your God in front of you just sort of blurs a little bit, as if you're very tired and or you, you feeling some exhaustion, or maybe even if you're drunk, just suddenly it just seems to waver a bit. And then as you inhale, it happens again. And with each inhalation and exhalation, the world around you becomes less and less material. Pretty soon, the breaths and steps and noises that your compatriots are making are becoming further and further away. It's like an out-of-body experience. Perhaps. So, unless you're going to attempt to stop yourself, you find yourself traveling. 
So the terrain changes, and suddenly you smell where there was once the smell of sweat, people, food, and stone, things of that nature. You are smelling freshly cut grass and fresh mountain air and bucolic scents that take you back to your childhood. And you are sitting in the same position you were in the temple, but you are now in a village that is extremely familiar to you. You're looking down at your feet, and you see that you are cast in shadow. Home? Village of Valakilla? Are you going to investigate? Yes. Go ahead and roll an investigation check? That's a 15. Okay. You are absolutely certain that this is your home village. Recreated down to the finest detail, or you have traveled back in time. You are home. I checked myself for scars. Body that you look down at is the body of you today, but the terrain and everything looks as though it is the day you left your town, the day you were exiled. I look for my lost love. In what direction do you face? North. You are suddenly assaulted with an absolutely terrible sight. Standing above the lower peaks of your village is a massive creature. It doesn't seem to have a symmetrical structure to it. It propels itself forward, or would if it were coming towards you. Thankfully, it's stationary currently on three massive legs the size of trees. It has a huge maw, which is open wide, straight up at the sky as if it's screaming at the gods. Various appendages are oozing in and out of it. It is casting a literal shadow across your entire village. I uh, reach back for my greatsword and draw it. Your sword is there. You are able to draw. Charge the beast. The beast is in the, the far distance. It, it is not. I a start charge. a marathon jog towards the beast. Okay. That is not going to work. Does the voice sound familiar? Yes, the voice sounds familiar. And in fact, as you turn your head and look in the direction that the sound has come from, you see yourself. But it is not you of today. It is it is the you of anger and rage. Of that moment that you killed the chief, that you earned the name Chief Smasher. It is that version of you with all of that rage, all of that anger, just burning inside of you. How would you know? I have tried. I have tried many things. The exiled beast. Why are you here? I am here for redemption. There is no redemption here. Only anger. Only the rage you sowed into the soil when you spilled blood. It draws a blade. If that is what's caused this, then it is that part of me that must be cast out. When you say that, a voice... So, you hear a voice you've never heard before. Uh, It's very warm, and it burns the shadow away from your heart caused by the creature. There are four elements to redemption. Peace, innocence, patience, and wisdom. The voice is echoing around in your head, and it literally stops you from moving. Peace... Violence is a weapon of last resort. Diplomacy and understanding are the path to long-lasting peace. The creature in front of you sort of grinds its foot into the ground as if it's agitated by whatever's happening in your head. Innocence. All people begin life in an innocent state, and it is their environment or the influence of dark forces that drives them to evil. By setting proper example and working to heal the wounds of a deeply flawed world, you, Alec, you can set anyone on a righteous path. The creature sort of twitches slightly and cracks its neck to the side. Patience. 
Change takes time. Those who have walked the path of the wicked must be given reminders to keep them honest and true. Once you've planted the seed of righteousness in a creature, you must work day after day to allow it to survive and then flourish. The other you is now bouncing on its heels like it's just dying for a fight. Wisdom. This is perhaps the greatest of them. Your heart and mind must stay clear, for eventually you will be forced to admit defeat. While every creature can be redeemed, some are so far along the path of evil that you have no choice but to end their lives for the greater good. Any such action must be carefully weighed and the consequences fully understood, but once you've made the decision, follow through with it, knowing your path is just. Find what you seek, son. The voice fades from your mind. And with that, we're going to roll initiative. Valak on Valak. <laughs> a nine. Twelve on the die. Yeah. For Dark Valak. Yeah, so Dark Valak is going to go first, and I imagine he's going to charge at Valak. Yes, he is. With everything that he has, he's going to straight up abandon all style or training. He throws his blade into a reverse grip, charges straight at you, and then slashes at you, aiming for your hip. And he rolls a 22. That will hit. That would be nine hit points. Okay. Nine damage. So the blade arcs into your hip, and or the, the, the strike is aiming for your hip and cuts in pretty deeply through a seam in your armor. Stone's endurance. Stone's endurance. Eight. Uh, so I ignore all but one. He screams, no pain. And then Valak, with his ridiculously large greatsword, is going to swing right back for a 20. Hits myself. Yes, that would hit. For eight points. You see your blade go arcing into him, and in almost the same spot he hit you, your blade digs in, uh, and you see black blood ooze over your sword from his wound. Do not foul my earth with your ichor, vile creature. Dark Valak returns the blade to a normal like guard position, and then just comes straight at you in a lunge. And he is going to hit for nine. He screams into your face, No hatred. You are, your blade is not guided by logic. 19. 19 hits. That will do. Or 14. With that strike, you notice out of the corner of your eye the three-headed creature with one ginormous eye. The eye comes and focuses on you, and the shadows all around you get darker. Dark Valley grins through bloody teeth. That tingle of that voice that had the, the remnants of what he'd been saying that were bouncing around in your head fade a little. You, you feel a little further almost from the source of whatever that is. Dark Valak turns on the spot, reverses the blade again, is going to lunge, but it's a reverse angled strike. So he's going to try and go in maybe under your, your clavicle. Ooh, not a lot. He's going to uh, go for seven. No. Okay, so it cleans off your pauldron. Uh, yeah, Whatever sure. Whatever you have. Chain now. Great. Are you chained? Okay, so it's uh, going to get locked up in your chain as, and pulls it back. As the blade comes in and it strikes the chain mail, Valak's going to spin, dropping his greatsword, grabbing the blade of Dark Valak, attempting to uh, disarm him and throw it away. Okay. Pose strength checks, let's say. Okay. Uh, 20. Okay, so that's uh, 11. As we lock up, he says, no loss. 
and Valak is able to grab the blade and actually rip it out of his hand. So now the, this blade of this dark metal is now in your hands, but it is blade first, and you feel the crease through your gauntlets at the edges of the blade cutting into your hands, causing you to bleed just slightly. Throws the blade away, and he says, Violence is not the way to get rid of this monster within me. That would have been your turn to do the disarm, so yeah. now it's Dark Valak's turn. It is unarmed. I'm going to say that he just comes striking straight at you like he leaps at you, and uh, he's going to try and bash you with a gauntlet. Okay, 11 plus. We still here? That'll hit. Okay. That gauntlet comes straight in, and he just, like, you know, comes straight across, clocks you on the chin with, with some nice steel. And, um, uh, so that'll be a D4, I guess? That'll be five points of damage, because it's it's one. With, as we previously established <laughs> in an earlier episode, uh, unarmed strike is just one point of damage plus your strength mod. So five points. Okay, so he draws uh, some blood from your chin and says, No madness. Valak will grapple? Nope, he will not. So 12. <laughs> you attempt to wrap your arms around you, but Dark Valak, in the shadow and in the darkness, is able to duck under your uh, strike and come up around for his turn. Okay, he is going to attempt to, he has disengage from you and grab his blade. So he uh, does that and then scoops up the weapon. Comes back in. Better no darkness. Valak is going to run over and give him a big hug. 21. With that, he will immobilize him. Are you going to continue to grapple him? Is that is that your plan? Yes. Okay. Peace. Calm. Be still. So he tries to struggle it out and get enough space to actually bring his, his hand back. He cocks it back and then just slams the pommel down at your face. And we have a 12. The, uh, the pommel comes down and he dips his head to the side and it bounces off the shoulder pauldron. No weakness. So now he's going to attempt the pin maneuver. Uh, nope, 11. And Dark Valak's turn. He's going to slash away. 10. Not going to do it. So your chain deflects the, the weapon very neatly. All right. Um, no misery. Be healed of this pain within you, and I'm going to uh, dump all 10 lay on hands. I believe you're at 15 now because you're level 3. Ah, yes, all 15 lay on hands. So Dark Valak heals 15 points. The shadow cast by this ginormous creature... Begins to lighten around you. See, feel better, comrade. This is impossible. He uh, manages to break the hold and then take a few steps back and then charge back in. And he's just going to slash at you with everything he's got. And he comes in for twelve. You may notice in his, his there's so much doubt in his eyes. He's not, you know, he, he's he's not performing where he was previously. He's just, no, no, no despair, no despair. With a smile like that of a father, Valak steps to the side as charging Dark Valak comes in, and he reaches out with a hand and cure wounds. And with that touch, you suddenly no longer find yourself in your village. You no longer find a Dark Valak running past you. You no longer find yourself in the shadow of this three-legged creature. You find yourself back in the temple with... A little bit of noise, uh, a rushing water, it sounds like, flowing around you. And I'm assuming Dara is there? Dara is there, standing next to you. You look like someone who found something. Yes. That would be uh, someone who had an experience and gained wisdom from it. I ask that at some point you write down your experience and leave it with us. I don't write so good. I I will write it for you. And for you all, he's been praying for uh, five minutes maybe? It just He's been in his alcove. You've been able to hang out elsewhere in, in the church for a moment. I, I get bored and I wander around. 
Okay. Was he just sort of like in a trance, or was he struggling with something? To all of your perspective, he went into the little chamber, he started to pray, he had a conversation. A moment later, you heard him again talking to the female priest, and nothing seemed out of the ordinary to all of you. Oh, then I wasn't there to say I would write it down. (laughs) Ah, good luck. Thank you for uh, your service, sister Daria. Thank you for yours. With that, she turns away and begins to head towards where they sent the children to. At that point, you have kind of free reign of the temple. The other adults, uh, several of the adults went with the children, but Ken and Claire and Kenave, the gnome, have stayed with you all. And of course, your bullywog friend has stayed with you as well. Kev comes over and says, Well, now that we've got the kids at least situated for a moment, I feel I should maybe try to find out where Raya is, see if there's uh, any support to be gained from the family. Right, we need to go find that. Yeah, yeah. You, what do you guys want need to do, like while we're here? Oh yeah, well, I, I don't necessarily need you all to be with us for that. I'm just, no. I, I think that's where I'm going to be headed. Absolutely, but we will need your assistance with describing the threat oh, to yeah. the authorities. We need to go see the authorities, like to the uh, the people, the the duke or the uh, the chief of the village. Uh, they are the council. ones who requested the info, yeah. Council. Not necessarily. We can't go to the camp. We don't have Pelinor with us, do we? Pel- Pelinor will also be there. He will have, similarly to Dorian, when he got off the barge, his cloak has come up over his head. In the couple of days on the barge, you guys would think back, he certainly did not come back to his full self, but he is able to, at least, if you put food in the plate in front of him, he will eat the food. If you send him up and say, okay, come with me, he will walk with you. But he's not up to his full flame of life that you had seen in him previously. But he does. He but he would not want to be. He hates the council, so he would not want to see them. Right? Uh, probably not. No. That's my point. Yes. So not all of us should go to the council. No. No. I. That's wise. But will Pelrin? But Pelrinor, of course, has. I would also testimony. Yes. I would also point out that at this point, yeah, it's about four o'clock in the afternoon. At some point, you'll have to find lodgings as well, just in, in, in the, the course of things. Oh. Oh, 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 I saw an inn. It was called the Wayfinder. I'm just saying. Oh. Maybe if, if we stay there, we'll find the way... To? Enlightenment! Mm. But it's so base. It will cost money, you understand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you got more of that money to throw away? Oh, we can't stay there. What? I don't know. We've been slumming it in the woods. We can slum it in here as well. I mean, you are undercover, aren't you? As long as they have a bath, I am happy. Have you been you know, keeping your head down with your hood over your head as if you're trying to avoid being seen? <laughs> Much like someone who, you know, goes home and doesn't want people to know he's in town. Are <laughs> uh, you from Season's Glaive? Glade. Gla- glade with a D. I think Season's Glaive is a weapon. <laughs> That's what I said. It's I a, only yes, use this a, in the winter. It's a poleaxe, actually. It's mm. not... A, anyway. It's seasonal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, maybe I've had encounters with certain people's betrothed in my past. And Oh, you dirty dog. Uh, I let's feel just like... say... I don't want to have that encounter. I feel like I can infer 
because you're so defensive about the name of the town that this is your hometown. Because, like, if you was just, like, a place where you boinked some lady, some boyfriend or something. Or many. Or, uh, and then I don't think the glaive, glade issue would be it's as big of a deal. Glade was definitely glade. Yeah, just put To be fair, in. he could just be extremely anal. Will. Thank you. He You're is welcome. a dandy boy. Wait. Um. Mm, touche. <laughs> what? What are you laughing about? Nothing dandy. Look at yourself. I can't. I don't have a glass. I um, love my dandy boys. <laughs> what? See? Uh, oh, yes, dandy boys. Fine. <laughs> I lived here. Oh. For a time. How long? Long enough. Doesn't it feel good to share with your friends? Mm. Yes, but can can we get on with this? But now that we know, we yeah. can protect you. My point is, if you go to an upscale establishment, might you not be seen by those who know you? Or recognized. Oh. Yes, oh. But they're <laughs> so nice. They are. They're especially not. Where did you usually like uh, go? Do you a person that like the summer, the spring, or were you a cold man? You know what? Winter. Yes, winter's where it's at. Then we should probably go to summer. No, no, that's too obvious. Let's go to fall. Well, I think summer would be best. No, I don't. The, the way you're fighting. We're not going to summer. <laughs> All right. I think I think he was excited by winter because he the summer was the summer's the yeah. bad place. So that's why. See, the this is what that's not logical. You should just be open and honest with us. Look, how about we just purchase some really nice fineries and put it on top of the crappy bed? <sighs> that's actually sound logic. Yes, and dirt can save us money by just sleeping in the dirt. Well, that's not very fair. She can have a bed too. Dirt, where would you like to sleep? I mean, I can sleep anywhere, obviously, yeah. Because you're a monk. Yes, Monks actually prefer, like, a hard surface, like, say... I knew that. alleyway. The floor. Or that, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I knew it. See, we're learning about each other, it's wonderful. Yeah, no, it's fine, it's fine. It's, it's, I don't want a comfy bed or anything. No, no. I'd hate, I'd hate that. Absolutely, it's completely against who you are. Yes, Absolutely. You might relax for a second and can't have that. Whereas I'm too weak. I couldn't do what you do. No, no, you're Right, right, so right. Strong. You're one of the materialistic people. I see. You're from here. I think we just talked about that. I see you now. in a whole new light. Is it really, though, new? Well, it is falling twilight because of the sunset. Uh, all right. Well, let, let's, let's be off. Um, shall we look for your uh, family? That would absolutely be an option. She also mentioned the, the Wayfinder Inn. If you all are going to stay there, I can attempt to find Rylin and send word there. I would just like to apologize that you had to stand there during this whole discussion that we had. I noticed most of the other caves have left. Having seen you all on the barge talking about your teas and ambushes, this is not the strangest conversation I've ever heard you all have. Tea! I need to restock. Ah, uh, yes. Obviously. I know just the... Oh! No, I'll go for you. Go you tell me. For me. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Where, what places, for example, quickly, what shops would you avoid and what inns would you avoid? Okay, well, anything in the summer quadrant. Uh-huh. Just summer. stay far away. Absolutely. <laughs> but there is this nice little shop in yes. the spring. Oh. Oh, yes, yes. Right. They, I would uh, definitely 
For the tea. Yes, yes, I will go in your stead. They really have the best. Very good. And we're in the spring for quarter, the spring area. We're where the, the spring the is. The spring autumnal, yes, the, no, yes. the spring court. Yes, I, I can actually point it out to you as there we go. It is they that we will be speaking to, yes? Oh, please get more of the chamomile. Oh, absolutely. That was so delicious. You know how you go through burn through it. Yes. Yes, Let, but uh, we'll also go to the Wayfinder. Yes, the Wayfinder Inn. Oh. Is it all right with you, Dirt, if I actually pay for tea instead of cultivating it and growing it myself over the seasons? Don't start an argument. I wasn't starting an argument. I was really one-siding it. Well, Dickie, someone had to cultivate it, and they work hard at that, and they should be compensated for that. No, no, I I enjoy them working for free. I believe it's called slave labor, but if they enjoy it... I am not okay with this. I am so horrified That was called humor and satire. You're bad at it. Oh, why, thank you. You're... No, he means, he means bad is in bad, not bad is in good. Oh, no, no. I find it to be a base form of humor, so to not be good at it is actually a compliment. I do not understand. Just let him have it. Okay. So, are you all going to be at the Wayfinder Inn, or do we need we'll to... We'll be at the Wayfinder, yes. They will okay. be at the Wayfinder. listening to Attackers of Opportunity. We really enjoyed making this podcast, and I hope that you enjoyed listening to it. If you did, please go ahead and leave a five-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. Also, you can find us on Instagram at Attackers of Opportunity. Have yourself a great day, and we'll see you on the next episode. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.